Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Random Red Shirt Podcast. I am your host, Zach, with my buddy, Chris, the co-host. How are you, Chris? Hello, hello, Zach. I'm doing great. It's great to be here in Las Vegas at the 2021 Star Trek convention, my first one ever. Yes, we are in Las Vegas right now at the 2021, the mission tour, as they call it these days, the Star Trek convention. And it's been really great so far. Uh, We told you... Uh, leading into season two, by the way, welcome, welcome to season two, two of the Random Red Shirt Podcast, Chris, as we wrapped up season one not that long ago. And now we get a chance to bring to you kind of day by day or every couple of days, you know, what we're seeing, what we're hearing, what's it like, and especially this year, right? Because this year is very unique and different. This year, you know, we're still dealing with covid we're back in a lot of restrictions and things because of variants and so forth. And so the convention does look a lot different this year than it has in years past. Uh, from my experience, this being my seventh uh, Star Trek convention, it looks a lot different. It really, really does um, in certain respects. In other respects, it looks the exact same. Obviously, the most, the, the biggest thing being the masks. But, um, and, and I mean, I guess there are less people. There's a lot less, like, quote-unquote, big names but uh, overall, it's for the most part the same. So, so far, Chris, what have been your first impressions of your very first Star Trek convention? Yeah, thanks, Zach. I've been really pleased with how I've, how I've observed it's been organized. You know, when we went through the registration process, it was it was pretty organized, and they were pretty careful to make sure that the um, we had the proper credentials, that we had our, our COVID vaccination cards for those that were that were vaccinated that they gave us, you know, the proper um, credentials and wristbands after that and took us and led us to where we needed to go. Um, so in some of my first impressions as I, as I walked through is I really, really enjoyed a lot of the, the displays. So like even walking down that initial hall, they had some great um, tribute displays of Gene Roddenberry. And so, you know, if you don't know a lot about like Gene, Gene Roddenberry, right? So he was the, the World War II fighter pilot and a police officer and then turned uh, to the uh, screenwriter and the the show creator. Um, But it was nice to see the tribute and all of his quotes kind of taking that through his his life. I thought, oh, that was was really nice, really tastefully done, really artfully done. So I thought creation did a nice job. And then that kind of led you through some other like photo ops that they had. Like there was this, uh, this, I think it was a Borg regeneration, like uh, some maybe pods is the right word. Alcove, the Borg Alcove. Alcoves. That's that's what it, so that was cool to see and then there was that um, other like um, there's a really nice uh, landscape where you're out out in the out in the desert and it's like an alien landscape but you got to see it was like a sunset and you got, saw some alien words in there so I was asking you where that was and you said uh, we think that was from a Voyager episode and when and the doctor's uh, romantic interest at the time and the doctor the the doctor took his romantic interest there and so so that so that that, that was cool. So leading up, you know, all those, and then last night we saw the, the the vendor room and the dealer room, and so that was really neat to see all of those. Those I thought it was well laid out. Um, like you said, there was there was more space than than there had been in previous years, years but I thought it was comfortable. Um, super to see all the Star Trek uh, memorabilia. There is so much Star Trek memorabilia, um, more than I had ever thought or knew that existed. Um, but but all of it all of it really cool, um, and maybe the, over the next couple of days we'll talk about some of those 
those vendors that that we really liked too and some of the the cool stuff so 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 that was great um and uh maybe later later on in this this show we'll talk about some some of our experiences with seeing um some of the displays like the the bridge displays and that the, the artwork displays too so those are my like, initial 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 impressions um until we talk talk some more um in this this episode so yeah my first impressions of this uh convention was it looks very similar to every other convention i've been to especially recently over the years as they've changed their displays and what they offer and so forth um but i will say there are differences from years past before COVID happened, right? So in the dealer room, for example, well, let me, let me back up. So when you first show up to the convention, if those of you who are here, because we've gotten a lot of people who have noticed our, our Random Red Shirt podcast t-shirts, they said hi, they said, hey, you're the podcast guys. And um, so that was really cool. We've had people that have comment say, oh, you do a podcast? Then they look at our shirts and say, yep, we sure do. And they're like, oh, I'm going to have to look you look up, look it up and take a listen and so forth, which has been really awesome. So it's been great meeting you guys and seeing you out and around the convention area. Um, I, I can't wear this shirt every day at the convention or I'll be one of the smelly dudes walking around. So uh, you may not see us in our shirts all the time, but uh, it was certainly neat to see uh, you guys uh, walking around and saying hi. So we really appreciate that and appreciate those of you who are listening for sure. And those of you who will listen uh, moving forward. But, you know, you walk down the hall into the convention area, you walk in that big open atrium. And the first thing you see when you come in there is like the, the pentagram or pentagon type shape. And it says the 55 year mission tour, because uh, the reason why it's a 55 year mission is because it's the 55th anniversary of the premiere of Star Trek, the original series. And like you mentioned before, you know, Gene Roddenberry, this year would have been his 100th birthday. He's born in 1921, and obviously it's 2021, so he would have been 100 years this year. Uh, William Shatner celebrated his 90th birthday this year. Yeah. And Leonard Nimoy would have celebrated his 90th birthday this year. So big milestones in some of the most iconic names in this franchise that have appeared and so you, you walk in, you see the big atrium, you see some banners hanging up. Unfortunately, there's a few banners of, of people who had to cancel last minute. Uh, but there's a lot of uh, several banners from Discovery and so forth. And then uh, you have a place you check in. There's a table before you go into the atrium. They, have, they, they look at you, you know, you, like you said, you check your vaccine card or they make sure you have a, a COVID uh, test. You get your, your band, you, you get registered, and then you walk. You can walk straight ahead to the atrium and there's the back doors that go into the big amphitheater which is where like the main stage is and then, or you can walk around and go down the hall and there are other rooms with stuff in them. There's many opportunities for photo ops in front of old classic photos of Gene Roddenberry and other Star Trek stuff. And then there's the dealer, the dealer room or vendor room uh, where they're, like you said, there's more merchandise and you can shake a stick at. Now, the thing I've noticed this year is that the vendor room is a little less sparse than years past because they have widened the aisles and the walkways between the vendors. Uh, obviously probably due to COVID and they have also, um, had less, they have less tables in there. It, it appears anyways, there's a lot of tables with a lot of different actors and actresses signing autographs and so forth. And, but the actual number of vendors this year seems to be down from years past, which may, could just be the number of people who registered to become vendors here, or maybe they just offered less spots. I don't know, but yeah, my initial impressions are it's great being back. It's been four years since I've been able to make it back to the convention 2017 being my last one. 
and it's just uh, awesome to be back in Vegas. Yes, wearing the mask really sucks, all wearing it all day. But overall, though, it's really awesome to be here, mask or not. It's it's fantastic. There's been a lot of stuff we've done, a lot of people we've seen and met, and it's been a blast. So um, I'm glad we're back, Chris. We had an opportunity to share the day one uh, impressions and, and what we've seen and what we've done with the listeners. And uh, we obviously look forward to bringing you know, the next four plus days of uh, our time to you guys. So you guys can kind of hear at, almost as it's happening, uh, what's going on here at the convention. Yeah. You know, another in, initial impression I had was there was quite a bit of um, like diversity of, of people that attended. And I, and I did expect that. So there was a whole range of people, all ages. Uh, so I thought, you know, that was great. Um, all ethnicities, um, all, um, all different abilities too. So really enjoyed like seeing that and knowing that this, this convention is, is for everyone. So our initial, our initial walkthrough, uh, you know, when we got here was in, in the, in the deal room this morning uh, before the convention started. So, and one of the, one of the great things that we got to do first was meet, uh, the Gorn, the Gorn, the actor, Bobby Clark, who played the Gorn, uh, from one of Star Trek, the original series. Um, and I thought, so that was, that was like the first thing that, that I encountered this morning and with, with Zach and, and none of one of our friends. And I thought that was the, just the, it was so neat, uh, so genuine. And I was really struck by how friendly uh, Barbie, Bobby Clark was. You know, we, we got there and he was one of the, the first people we saw. He had this little uh, setup um, in the vendor, the dealer room. Um, and then it was great. He warmly invited us over. Um, then he he talked about his experience, like filming the episode uh, with with William Shatner. He talked about his experience um, actually acting and being inside the suit. Um, and then talked about his experience, uh, in, like in some of the other television shows and movies that he's he's been involved with. Just spent a, spent a lot of time uh, being gracious and warm with uh, warm with us and signing signing the various, you know, um, uh, pictures that, that is he, that he's had and then sharing, um, some photos with us. So, so I was like immediately really, uh, um, genuinely like surprised at, at how friendly they were, you know, to, to the fans. It really was, uh, that, that was surprising to me. Yeah. Bobby Clark is, is awesome. Um, I've seen him before other conventions and, uh, he, he's a pleasure to meet, um, I mean, when when you play one of the most iconic uh, rep, reptiles or one of the most iconic uh, alien creatures in the Star, in the Star Trek universe, uh, it, it's pretty significant. I mean, the Gorn and Captain Kirk have may have produced more memes for Star Trek than any other duo outside of obviously Kirk and Spock. Um, and so that that was really cool to meet him. Uh, you know, when when the convention started today, it started with a kickoff from Chase Masterson who played Lita in DS9, the Dabo girl who falls in love and spoiler marries Rom, not Bashir <laughs> on DS9. If you haven't watched DS9 and you just got spoiled, I'm sorry, but DS9 has been out since the nineties. So you kind of had time, but anyways, uh, so, so yeah, we did that. And then we saw several panels, uh, from cast members of discovery. Um, and then we, we, there's been several people we've gotten a chance to meet today, which has been great. Um, like you mentioned, Bobby Clark. Uh, I was really excited to, and it was really a pleasure to meet uh, Sandra or Sandy Gipple. She played the salt vampire in the original series episode, The Man Trap. 
which we talked about that actually in our uh, one of our previous episodes. I think it was uh, the part one of our look at the original series, and we talked about different episodes from season one, and we talked about the man trap. And that was a great episode. I love that episode. You know what we talked about with the with the, the guys seeing different versions of the woman, and really it's a salt vampire running around sucking out the salt. So I I had her sign a photo for me, and I asked her. I said, you know, um, what was the what was the suit like, right? Because some of these really heavy duty creature costumes from back in the day they were they were they were big time. And she said, yeah, it was really really hot. I mean, talk about stage lights and these this suit and everything and. The, the slits for her to see through the eyes in the suit were so small, she couldn't, when she was supposed to go grab at Kirk, she couldn't really see him. She had these really long fingers, so they had to mess with that and the different parts of the suit and so forth, and they had to take a lot of breaks because it was so hot in that thing. But um, it was really awesome meeting Sandy Gimple. Uh, like I told you before, my, my, some of my focus or my main focus this convention was going to be the original series uh, cast as much as I could. So Barbara Luna, unfortunately, you know, Kirk's concubine and Mirror Mirror, I didn't realize she actually, as of, as of August 5th, I think it was, I was unable to attend. So I don't get to meet her this year. But we, we met Bobby Clark, Sandy Gimple, like some of these original series cast members. Again, they're all getting old. I mean, I don't know what I mean, but they're, they're, they're older, right? And I don't know how long they're going to be around. So I want the opportunity to meet them, you know, while we still can. Yeah, we learned more about Sandy Gimple today um, that I thought, I guess she, this was interesting. She was a pretty notable uh, stunt woman um, in the in the 1960s and 1970s. And I saw that she also played some parts in the bionic, uh, some parts as the bionic woman and also a part in the original uh, Battlestar Galactica. So yeah, that was complete. Com I totally didn't know that. That was completely neat to see her contribution to uh, the different uh, sci-fi, you know, in, in the, the 70s and the early 80, 80s. So she was very, very nice, very genuine. I was, I was like, it was really pleasing to see them share kind of their their lives with, with with Uzak and and um, and the fans. So that was, and to be out, you know, to be out now at the convention, even though during COVID they 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 were out there showing their appreciation their appreciation of the fans. So that was that was excellent. Really, I respect that. Yeah, absolutely for sure. Uh, I, I would agree. Um, it, it's always awesome when you can meet personable people um, and, and it makes it more enjoyable, right? Than meeting somebody and they're just, you know, really rude to you or whatever. So, but now Chris, uh, we, now we all met her, but uh, I know, I know you definitely got a chance to talk with, uh, with an actress who's here and this is her. Well, we met two individuals, two actresses who it's their first convention. Um, but one in particular, you got a, a, a really unique photo from her, a signature from her. And I thought that was really cool uh, who, who it was that uh, you're like, oh, I want to go over and meet this, this actress. Who was that? <laughs> yeah. So this, this actress, her name is Nikki Tyler Flynn. And so she plays the mother of Seven of Nine. And so I thought, well, that was, that was neat because one of, the, one of the autographs that I'd like to get at the convention is, is Seven of Nine. And then when I saw that she was here, I thought, well, wouldn't that be cool? Then I can have the mom of Seven of Nine. A signed autograph picture and then then an autograph from seven of nine so it was really an enjoyable experience um, meeting her too she was very friendly very personable and her first convention my first convention so that was that was neat to learn about each other and then so on her um on her table i saw this picture and it was a picture of her and and jerry ryan 
And I thought, well, well that's cool. That's cool. That's, that's great to see. Um, so both of them in the same one. And she was, she was gracious enough to say, Hey, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll sign, I'll sign that one. So I thought, I thought that was really, really cool. Um, a shot and picture of both of them there on, on the same one um and a clever idea and she's got this cool cool shirt that she's wearing in it that says i think it says mother of seven of nine so that's 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 that's, that's <laughs> excellent and as i've been watching uh and i happen to be watching those recent episodes of voyager right now uh, while she's in it so so um this was just like serendipitous uh, that she was here at this convention and like, and that's so recent, like in my memory, like I'm going, I'm watching these episodes. This is great. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember seeing her on the guest list or maybe, maybe I, I didn't recognize her face or anything like that. And that's why I mean, I just kind of scroll past it or whatever. And I didn't, yeah, I, I, I didn't recognize so that. That was cool that she's here. It's her first convention. Um, she couldn't believe I had, had been to seven conventions. I'm like, well, you know, there's people who have been to more conventions than me who are here walking around. Oh. Right. I mean, you know, but but that was cool. She was super gracious. I think she's also been on. Um, I think she was also on the King of Queens, uh, wasn't it? And then I yes. yeah, and then she was in the movie Me Myself and Irene. So the photo of her with uh, with Jim Carrey from that movie. So that was pretty neat to see. Uh, but yeah, getting a chance to see Seven and Nine's mom was pretty neat. Um, that that was pretty cool. Um, we also met another actress who it's her first convention here, right? Yeah, we did, and I, I thought that was kind of a unique. That was a unique experience, right? We were just uh, walking down one of the aisles. I was just looking around, and um, she she saw us walking, um, and she said we said hi, and then she motioned us over to to her booth and um, you know asked us who we were, and I I, rec I kind of recognized. You know, I have to say I, I didn't I didn't know who she was immediately. I kind of recognized okay. I was trying to think which which series is she in, which episode was she in, and so Chris, there was a banner in front of her table that said what she was. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess I should have. Yeah, I should have looked down. down. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That, so so who was it? Yeah, that was Caitlin Hopkins. Yes, and she she played in DS Nine. Yeah, the episode the ship. That's the episode where they go to that planet. Uh, there's a planet in in the uh, in the Gamma Quadrant, and it's got a crashed. Uh, in fact, no, they actually. I think I'm trying to remember now. Is the ship already crashed, or do they see it crash and then they go down to invest? I think it's they they see the ship crash. Maybe they go down to investigate. It's a, it's a, it's a it's a gem at our ship. It's like this is a great opportunity to go try to get some technology. Learn some secrets of their technology to figure out how to help fight the Dominion, right? Fight, fight the, the Gemini R. So they get down there, they're in the ship, whatever. All of a sudden, this landing party beams down. They call call Captain Cisco and his landing party out, which includes Worf, Jadzia, um, O'Brien, and then the, the 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 newer Star Trek versions of the random red shirt, which would be the random yellow shirt. Sometimes the random engineers die on the on the away missions, uh, or or you know because in the newer series the yellow mustard yellow gold or whatever color you want to call it is the, the version of red from the original series as far as death rate goes on the episodes um and so they call him out and here is this vorta with some gem hadar it's a female vorta who happens to we find out her name is Kyla, uh, kilana 
and it's played by none other than the actress we met today, Nolan Hopkins. Yeah, that was great, and she uh, she was super friendly, right? She shared with us she, she's got a um, she founded her own company um, that does um, throat lozenges that that and that I guess is the official supplier to the Hamilton Broadway show. Um, she's an educator too. It looked like she works for um, a university in Texas, I believe, and is part of their part of their music program. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so that was excellent. And um, was even she was really encouraging to us. You know, she she learned where we were from, um, and was excited that that we do a podcast, and was um, very gracious and 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 willing to be part of future episodes of our podcast too. So. We're we're incredibly excited about that, and we'd be super like to hear like her her perspective from from Star Trek and DS Nine. And Zach, she was in some Void. I haven't got to those what episodes in Voyager yet, but she was part of the Voyager show as as well, right? Yes, she was uh, also on Star Trek Voyager. Uh, there's an episode, and the name escapes me off the top of my head. Uh, there's a, an episode of Star Trek Voyager where she actually plays an alien species that um, the character's name, I think, is Dala, uh, D-A-L-A, and basically she's an alien con artist, uh, some unknown species, and she is imitating Janeway, running around and using the deception to get stuff, whatever she wants, basically, like a, like a con artist con artist would and so the other members of her of her party or her group this species we we don't really ever learn that um is uh running around as other members of the of the bridge crew in person and saying well we're from this uss voyager we're, we want to do x y and z and some of those people trust voyager some don't the name of the episode from voyager is live fast and prosper which I believe is a play on a James Bond movie. I think I don't know if that's what the intention was, and like live free and die. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it so she was in two different episodes of Star Trek, one on DS Nine, one on Voyager. Um, and you're right, she was very gracious, really, really nice. And yes, she has agreed to come on and do episodes for us uh, on the podcast, which is great. So. Um, We'll look forward to that in a future episode. Uh, maybe when we jump into D Space Nine, will be a good opportunity to bring her in and talk about her character as a Vorta. She was a she was a really devious, like just you know, she was trying to appear all sweet and hospitable to Cisco, and then she just would get if she didn't get her way. She get mean and nasty and just be like, wow, well, you know, basically I'm gonna kill you all, whatever you know, and all this stuff. And so she did a really great job. And it was really awesome to meet her, and uh, we do look forward to having her on a future episode of The Random Richard. Oh, yeah, totally. Totally. That'd be great. So, yeah, so we met Caitlin Hopkins, and then we also got a chance to meet Garrett uh, Wang, who played Ensign Kim from Voyager. One of the main cast members from Star Trek Voyager on the bridge crew, so to speak. He is, uh, you know, he, he's the one character, you know, who stays in it. He's, he's the longest-running Ensign in Star, Starfleet history, I think, based on, um, you know all the jokes of course and everything like that and uh it, it's it's really funny um to talk about it and, and oh by the way he does a great Janeway impression it's so hopefully we'll get a chance to hear that impression at one at the uh, voyager panel that he's on uh because it's absolutely hysterical it really really is uh he does a good really good george decay impression too by the way 
very, very good George Kay impression. So uh, it was really awesome meeting Gary Wang. And what's really cool is uh, he noticed our T-shirts. We talked to him about our podcast. He took a lot of interest in the podcast. We talked. I, I let him know that I'm, I'm a huge fan of the Delta Flyers, which is his their, his podcast with Robbie Duncan McNeil, who played Tom Paris on Voyager. And, you know, listen to a lot of those, those episodes. Their, their podcast is literally around just breaking down every episode of Star Trek Voyager chronologically from the first episode all the way through the end. I don't think they've done the whole show yet, so they're still doing them. Uh, but it was really cool to talk about that. We let them know, you know, you know for me, that, that was kind of an inspiration. Like, hey, they're doing this. You know, it would be cool to do a podcast myself and kind of look into it. And then you and I start talking about doing it, Chris, and then here we are today. And so... I'm going to email him. He gave us some contact info. I'm going to email him. And he has also said he'd love to do a future episode with us on the Random Red Shirt Podcast. We talk about Star Trek Voyager. So, guys, we're lining folks up here on the Random Red Shirt Podcast. Future guests for future episodes, whether it's in a different season or not, it doesn't matter. We're going to bring you members of the Star Trek universe and members of other things. But because we're at the Star Trek convention, obviously, we're lining up all sorts of guests for future episodes to appear, talk about all sorts of different things, whether it's Star Trek or otherwise, to get you as much of that geeky nerd information that you seek and love, which is probably why you're listening, right? So that was really awesome, uh, meeting Garrett Wong. I, I met him before. He's a great dude. Really, really nice. Um, but, yeah, it was a fun first day uh, meeting folks, and we've got a lot of people still to meet in the next uh, four days, Chris. Yeah, we do. Garrett also had these really nice i don't know if they'll still be available after the convention or if or you're if you're at the convention you know make sure you try and get them but he had these really nice uh star trek voyager uh t-shirts that were really nice to get so so if you're at the convention or maybe he sells them after the convention to uh, be worth kind of investigating and seeing and maybe you like maybe you would like um some of those t-shirts too um yeah what a what a great great first day um Hearing some of the, I was also, you know, late, late in the afternoon, we spent some time um, listening to the discovery panels with the actors talking about, you know, their experiences like on the, on the show. And, um, you know, I'm not actually super, super familiar with the, with the actors in, in this discovery, but it was neat, neat seeing the actress that plays, um, the Klingon, I think she becomes the uh, leader, the leader of the, of the Klingons there. So it was, it was very nice seeing her kind of perspective of playing that character um, and hearing a little bit about where the future of the show Discovery is going to go. We, you know, and it's not all limited to um, just panel discussions from the actresses, actors, or writers or producers of, of the show. They they have some nice like science presentations and really introspective science presentations here too. So so there was a presentation from um, um, a gentleman at, at NASA talking about the the future plan mission that they have to go to Titan and to, to send some um, some remote uh, rovers rovers and drones to Titan to Titan. And, and sample some of the the atmosphere and um, and and soil of Titan and see see what that consists of. So so there's a there's a you know really informative discussion on on his experience with that program um, and what what their next steps of the mission are. 
Um, so that that was really really neat to see them share kind of that, you know, very very educational um, um, part of advancing science and and share the technology that they're working with and sharing what they aspire to. Yeah, that was really exciting. I mean, you know, you think about Star Trek, you think about the impact that it's had on astronauts, engineers, explorers, uh, doctors, lawyers. I mean, the, the, the Star Trek has had an incredible reach on so many different career fields that it really has had a huge impact. And so being able to see folks come here from NASA and so forth and, and give us presentations on future missions uh, is really exciting, especially when you're looking at, you know, going out to the solar system and, and going to Titan, which is one of Saturn's moons, and landing a lander there and doing exploration and so forth is really awesome. So there's a lot of that, uh, a lot of different side panels, like you mentioned, that um, I'm really looking forward to. And, and we have some of those coming up, and we'll talk about that here in just a little while. Uh, but, but yeah, yeah it, it was really cool. cool. Um, so, so first day has been great. Uh, we saw some other good vendors too, right? Some 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 folks in the vendors room we had to talk to. Uh, we're going to line up some interviews with, with them and their companies to kind of give you an idea of stuff that's out there, especially Star Trek wise. Uh, so one of the first ones we talked with, and they actually saw our shirts and like, hey, you guys want to, you guys mind let us come on to an interview your podcast? And we're like, yeah, sure, why not? So, so the, the first, first one is uh, a company called Star Trek Wine. And by wine, I mean the stuff you drink, not wine, and you're not getting your way. But Star Trek Wine, and they have, I mean, years and years of research, and they're, they're, they're like legitimate, like real uh, uh, people who own wineries and stuff, and they're doing all this, these things. And, and they've, they've created different types of wines to uh, replicate, in a way, different Star Trek drinks that you hear throughout the series, like Andorian Ale, Klingon Blood Wine, or the Canard, which is the, the popular drink of the Cardassians, and all other than the Chateau Card wine and stuff. Yeah, so you have a lot of, a lot of things on there. So we'll have them on in a future episode uh, where we talk uh, about, you know, their company and what they're doing. They have a whole history behind that, and the guys explain a whole bunch of stuff. It's really neat. The amount of effort and time that they have put into that is really cool. Uh, Chris, we also uh, got to talk with another vendor who's got some really exciting stuff out now and some other really exciting stuff coming out in the future for a future Star Trek toy line. Miko. Miko Corporation, I believe that is. Yeah. Um, their display of their, they had these Star Trek action figures. Um, they were fantastic. And the, they're coming out with several several more um, that should be coming out in the near future. Um, but if you if you look them up, Miko M E C O, and and you like collecting um, Star Trek memorabilia, I think that is definitely worth worth your while. They have um, their figures are, are are they articulate in the limbs. They've got uh, cloth uh, clothing over the bodies, and and they come in. Some some big sizes too. Some one of the figures that I thought was real, they had this really cool Gorn figure that I thought was terrific. Um, plus plus um, uh, original series Spock and original series um, Kirk, and I thought they looked fantastic all together. You can tell like 
amount of craftsmanship and love that they put together in, in creating those those figures. Um, we we had a chance to to talk with one of their company representatives for for a while. So um, um, it was you know he 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 loves his craft, loves what he does, um, and is interested in sharing that with us. Hopefully on a on a podcast in the future. So that that corporation is is Miko again. And and again, if you're if you like um, action figures as part of your collectible, this is definitely uh, worth checking out. You know, very, very detailed figures. Um, and again, cloth and detailed cloth over, over the, the figures' bodies. Um, and then the craftsmanship and love um, that's, that's been done to these figures is incredible. So great job by, that, by them. I, I, I really enjoyed uh, talking with the uh, Miko rep. Now, for those of you who have collected um, Star Trek memorabilia, Star Trek toys, vintage Star Trek toys, you probably will recognize Miko because Miko were the ones that did the original figures back in the 70s. I, I believe they are uh, six or eight inch. I can't remember what, what the original size was. Remember what he said it was a six or eight inch? thought it was eight. Yeah, yeah it might, it might be eight. Eight. Um, but, but, but the, the ones, ones in the 60s, 60s the, the, the early, or the 60s and 70s, uh, or sorry, the 70s, 70s, and then it came, came out in the 70s. They only had in the 60s. I think it was 70s. But, but the, the, the vintage, vintage line. Miko, I believe, made, did they make some old Star Wars stuff too? The Miko Corporation is a was a huge company back in the day. They made a lot of toys. This isn't some like independent toy company that's just trying to get a, a, a line of Star Trek toys going, you know, at, at this convention. They've been around for a long time. They have a, a long history of making a lot of toys and a lot of good toys. So we look forward to that in the future episode. Another vendor we really like too is a, a vendor called uh, Multiverse Products. And what they do is they make these incredible coffee tables and other um, like uh, things you can hang on the wall. You can actually check them out at multiverseproductslv.com. They make incredible stuff. They're like, uh, I, it's hard to describe them. They make all sorts of designs. Just check out the website, you'll see what I'm talking about. And uh, we really, really enjoyed talking with that individual rep there and what they had to offer. So anyways, so Chris, let's take a break here. Let's get a word from our sponsor. And when we come back, we're gonna wrap up day one. We're going to talk, talk about, about some of the other stuff we've seen and some, and some of the things, things we're, we're looking, looking forward, forward to coming, coming up on day two. two. Because, because day two, two tomorrow, Thursday, is going to be jam-packed with tons of great panels, autograph signs, photo ops, all sorts of great stuff. So we'll be right back after the mention of our sponsor, and we're going to wrap up day one and finish uh, talking about what we're looking forward to with day two. So we'll be right back. All right, welcome back, everyone, to the Random Metric Podcast. Thank you for sticking with us. We are back from our break, and we've been talking day one of the 2021 Star Trek convention in Las Vegas, also known as the Mission Tour or the 55-year Mission Tour this year. And, you know, Chris, the first day was great. It was light, typically. Well, that's what they do on the first day. It'll be kind of light as far as the amount of, um, you know, big panels and signings and all that stuff they do. And that's intentional because people are still arriving at the convention and uh, there's a lot of stuff going on and make sure people kind of get into everything and get in the flow of everything before they start really throwing a lot at you. So looking ahead, uh, there's, uh, there's a lot, a lot coming, coming tomorrow. tomorrow. We have yeah, a, lot a lot to look, look forward, forward to. to. Um, you, know, you know, when we were, we were walking, walking around, around today, though, Chris, Chris, I saw a lot of different folks cosplaying, uh, which was great. You're going to see people cosplay throughout the entire convention every day, obviously. They're going to have people dressing up. In fact, I'll be dressed up tomorrow 
Uh, I think I'm going to dress up tomorrow in my Deep Space Nine jumpsuit. Oh, nice. So my Command Red jumpsuit. I'm looking forward to that. And uh, what kind of upcoming outfits did you see this year uh, at the convention? That was your first one. I've seen a lot, some really creative stuff in the past. Um, And there were some great costumes I saw today. But what were some of the things you saw today? Yeah, you're right. Um, Very creative. Um, It was was great to see people uh, just totally embrace Star Trek, be in costume. And the, and again, I, I talked about it a little bit earlier, but but it was that is, is not limited to 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 any type of people. It was just young, old, um, all, all types of individuals that just love Star Trek that that were were cosplaying. So not limited to like any any range of person. It was it was all types. So so that was neat. Um, a lot of creativity. So we saw um, some ones that stood out. We saw some. Andorians, like Andorian, it's from Andorian officers. So those are the uh, blue, blue aliens with with tentacles, and they were all out blue. So that that was good to see. They went all the way, all the way. That was that was cool. If you're gonna cosplay, Chris, you might as well go big or go home, right? You might as well not go halfway. Like you know, when you come to a convention, like a Star Trek convention or any convention for that matter, people are cosplaying. These are the people who are like professional cosplayers these are the people who make their own costumes they spend a lot of money on their own cost on these costumes they go to different like different stores to get you know accessories and makeup and all this crazy stuff uh and then you see the people who are like yeah i'm gonna wear like you know this kind of sort of star trek looking tunic over my jeans and i'm gonna have my hawaiian flip-flops on and and then you get everything in between so, uh, and we definitely, and you see that every day. And I saw that today. You have people just walking around like us today. We had our, our random redshirt podcast t-shirts on. So if you saw us, uh, you know, this is who you're listening to. Um, but you, you saw uh, a wide variety of, of different attire and including, like you said, people who went all out like the Andorians, a lot of some of these Andorian folks went all out and, and to look like an Andorian, you kind of have to, you know? Yeah, that was all. That was all the way, and good for. That must take a long time to do, because all of their their skin was their skin was blue. So good, good for them. You know, it, it, some other colored colored cosplayers we saw were the green, the colored green Orion slave girls. Uh, we saw a couple of those, and I they went all the way. They were completely completely green. Yeah, I remember when we had uh, Sean on, and he talked about the painting of his wife as an Orion slave girl. And he's like, yeah, Zach, you got to yeah, talk to Jen. I'm like, yeah, it, it ain't going to happen. I, I've tried. It's just not going to happen. But, yeah, we, we all know those Orion slave girls from the original series and from uh, Star Trek Enterprise. Yeah, we know. We And we saw some out there. We did. Yeah, they did a good job. We, we have to know it takes a long time. So that was a lot of commitment. So Yeah, I mean, so I've always thought like the Orion slave girls, it, it, if you're if you're someone who's going to dress up as an Orion, period, whether you're a male dressing up as an Orion or a female dressing up as, as an Orion, to get like the spandex, you know, the really tight uh, green spandex for the legs and the arms, and then just paint your face and your neck. But I think I think the girls we saw, I think they painted all their legs, their whole, whole legs, their arms, their, their neck, their face. I mean, you, you're right. That took some next level commitment. I mean, you're talking about a lot of body paint and a lot of time to get yourself to look just right to cons- be considered an Orion. Yeah, that's right. But it's all part of what makes the convention fun and just and, and then being there and adding to the entertainment and fun for everyone. So so that, that was good. Plenty, plenty of uh, plenty of stuff. You know, from from a variety of different eras of of Starfleet, from you know, even even ones that 
Um, yeah. As as I saw them, I wasn't even sure where those uniforms came from, but I but I learned later that I think some of those those new new uniforms must be from from Picard. But but we saw uniforms from uh, DS Nine, from Star Trek the original series, from from um, Discovery, plenty of plenty of Discovery from next generation from from the movies too the maroon uh the maroon movie ones yeah the monster maroons as they're called yeah the classic uh original series movies correct yeah yeah lots yeah. of those and, and those are great i mean because those, those and that's why they're called the monster maroons right they stand out when you see somebody in a monster maroon uniform you're like okay that's star trek yeah you spot those those people from a mile away because they, they that's the kind of costume they are right i mean those are what you know, there's a lot of stories, and I, I don't know if some, maybe somebody asked the question. George Takei will answer it, or, or William Shatner will answer it. But in the original series movie, the motion picture, they had these like one piece outfits, and they had to be unzipped from behind, and they couldn't go to the bathroom themselves. They had to have help from the costumers and stuff like that. And they basically said, "Look, if we do Star Trek two, you have to redesign these uniforms because we can't even go to the bathroom ourselves, right?" So then they end up coming back and redesigning the Monster Maroons, and those stuck for the rest of the movies. Like, they were that good. The Wrath of Khan was the first time you saw the Monster Maroons, and those are, those are as iconic of a costume in Star Trek as maybe any other costume that you'll find. Oh, they are. Yeah, they did a good job with those. Yeah, we, we saw some that, that had some great, great maroon ones. Um, we saw a couple of really well-done Klingons, too. Yeah, saw some Klingons in some suits, so man, they had to be hot too. But they did a good job with that. We saw a few Seven of Nines and and some Vulcans and Bajorans out there too. Um, so those are some of the uh, from the day one um, highlight of costumes that we saw as of yet, and we might see some some more as the convention uh, goes by. We didn't see any Borg as of yet, but um, but if we do, that's going to be kind of a a, a really nice neat sight to see um no romulans that i recall recall seeing on this one so so but a, a good mix of of ones that we did see and, and ones i did not expect like the the andorians or their orion uh women because i knew those take a lot of work uh, but again they did a great job and added to the kind of the immersion and the experience of the conventional overall to make to make enjoy enjoyment for everyone yeah, absolutely. Um, so looking forward to day two, Chris, there's a lot of fantastic content coming up tomorrow and we're really looking forward to it. Uh, I know for me being a, a, a massive DS9 fan, while there are several main cast members from DS9 that had to cancel, uh, like Terry Farrell and uh, Alexander Sadig, um, I'm still really excited because it looks like we're still going to get Andy Robinson who played Garrick. Uh, Armin Shimon, who played Quark, Sarah Lofton, who played Jake Sisko, James Darren, who plays the hologram, you know, the singing hologram, um, throughout the late seasons of, of DS9, and Robert O'Reilly, who plays Galron, are all going to be uh, at part one of the uh, the DS9 panel. So that's really exciting to see. Um, looking forward to that. That should be like one of the first things we, we get a chance to go to in the morning. And then uh, Dinah Meyer. Uh, and Greg Grunberg as movie guests are going to be there. So we talked about this before in, in our prep for the convention, Dinah Meyer being uh, Dizzy from Starship Troopers, uh, who you know, is always chasing after Johnny Rico. Um, 
she was in Star Trek Nemesis as Commander Dinatra, the Romulan at the end, who, who's battling with, uh, or along with Picard, is, who's battling uh, the Riemann um, ship with Picard's uh, clone on it. And then um, Greg Grunberg, who played Snap Wexley in um, Star Wars, the new Star Wars movies, which I know, I know, Chris, the new Star Wars canon doesn't count as real canon. Does not count. So maybe you should tell Greg Grunberg that his character doesn't really count because there's nice or his character isn't really canon. You should go tell him that. I, I, I think that would be great. Just like you should go talk to uh, Mary Wiseman about uh, you know how much you love Tilly on board uh, the uh, you know, on board Discovery. But so who let Tilly on the bridge of a starship? I oh Chris, there we go. No. We have a new song. <laughs> Instead of who let the dogs out, is who let Tilly in? Right. Well, maybe not. That might not might not be as catchy. So we let the dogs out. But uh, anyway, so there's a lot of um, great panels coming up tomorrow. Uh, we've got some some different guest stars from Voyager who are going to be on playing different play different characters, including Nikki Tyler Flynn, who we met earlier today. Like yes, you said. yep, mom seven, seven seventh mom. mom. Well, I should say Annika's mom, right? Because seven nine isn't different character kind of i mean you know she's grown up in monica but she's the assimilated version of monica right so same thing right but uh george takei will be speaking tomorrow nice so it'd be great to see one of the uh one of the original well can we call him wait i can't really call him the founding fathers because we have michelle nichols but like the founding members of star trek right in the original series so seeing george takei who played sulu obviously uh, is going to be speaking tomorrow. It's always great to, to hear him. He's a really funny guy, and it'll be awesome to see him speak again. Uh, other original series guests will be on. Um, Barbara Luna, unfortunately, is not going to be is not here, so she's not going to be on. But William Knight, uh, Maggie Brett, I think is how you say her name. Phil Adams, who is uh, Kirk's stunt double in the original series. So I'll be uh, exciting as well. Uh, there's was supposed to be a Women of Star Trek panel with Denise Crosby and Terry Farrell, but Terry Farrell can't come because I guess she got sick. So, Denise Crosby, I should be here. So, it'll be good to see Tasha Yar. Um, and then there's a couple other panels that are science-related, I believe, in the uh, in the uh, DeForest Kelly Theater we're going to take a look at, right? Yeah, there are. Um, there's one from the gentleman from NASA, again, Dave, David Williams. He'll be talking about the classes of different planets. You know, in, in Star Trek, they talk about Class M or Class K or Class L or Demon Class planets. Um, so, he'll be talking about... Nice uh, Voyager reference there that you just watched. That was yeah. that was epic. I like that you threw the demon planet in. That was awesome. I did. I'm learning. <laughs> um, yeah, but but they'll go into NASA's classification system, and then how it relates to the Star Trek classification system. So he was the same gentleman that did the presentation on uh, the Titan mission. So looking forward to that. That's it. Just it connects um, the the technology and the science um, from Star Trek to, you know, what we're trying to achieve in real life. And, and when you're in some of those panels, there's, there's a lot of kind of interesting, interesting questions and introspective questions on the connection between actual science and Star Trek and his answers. I was impressed by his answers and, you know, how, how he could relate what they're doing real time in NASA now um, and kind of connect it to the concepts in Star Trek. So well, well done. Well done for him. That will definitely be, I think, an exciting um, panel to listen to because it's it's very unique, right? It's it's hyper focused on these ideas of classes of planets, and so that'll be really fun to see. There's also another panel uh, by a group called M 
Mars. It's M-M-A-A-R-S, the Mars Moon Astronautics Academy and Research Science. It's made up of, of quite a few um, uh, highly educated individuals in uh, space robotics, space psychology, space exploration. Um, and it's a pioneering commercial company in Vanguard in the field of space medicine, astronautics, R&D, um, all that kind of stuff. So that'll be a really interesting panel, I think, if we're able to make it to that. Um, so, yeah, a lot of stuff to look forward to tomorrow. Uh, you know, more people coming in. I'm looking forward to meeting Dinah Meyer for the first time tomorrow. We played Dizzy in uh, Starship Troopers and Commander Denatra, so that'll be really exciting. Um, and, and, yeah, tomorrow should be really good. Did you did you pick up anything that, that, that you uh, were pretty excited about today as far as merchandise or anything, Chris? Yeah, I was looking at it, and uh, one of the f- – <laughs> One of the favorite things I liked was the um, the autographed picture with uh, William Shatner and Bobby Clark. So uh, Kirk versus the Gorn. Um, I I think that has to be one of my, one of my favorites. Like you said, Zach earlier, that's that's a big uh, meme. But but I, I can remember just that that episode of Star Trek very very clearly and how fun it is with the Gorn. Um, and, and how Captain Kirk has to work hard to defeat the Gorn. Um, so I think from, from today, that's got to be – I really enjoy that. It's got to be one of the, the favorite things that I, that I got. How about you, Zach? How about, how about you? Anything that's, that's really – that you loved getting today? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was awesome meeting Bobby Clark and, and, and uh, Sandra Gimble um, as a salt vampire. Uh, I, I was really excited. So there's a table in the dealer room now. Uh, it looks like it's stuff from, from Shatner's website, the WilliamShatner.com. He's got a website and he sells stuff on there. Uh, and so they had Blu-ray copies of his documentary, The Captains, where he goes and interviews all the captains from the different shows to include at the time Chris Pine, who was the new, the brand new Captain Kirk. I think when, when, when it was filmed, I don't know if he, they had filmed the first movie or if it was in production or whatever. And that was an awesome documentary. It, when, when Shatner interviews Patrick Stewart and they ask the question, you know, he asks Patrick Stewart, if you're if you were to die today and you were all and you were only remembered for Star Trek, what would you think about that? And he's like, Patrick Stewart's like, you know what? I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I'd be completely fine with that. You know, because a lot of actors want to be known for a variety of things. They don't want to be just typecast or t- known for one thing, right? And so it's like Shatner had a revelation. I feel like out of that interview where he he's, he looked at Patrick Stewart and said something to the effect of. You know, I've kind of had like a revelation and thinking to myself, you know what? If I was only ever remembered as Captain Kirk, that's not a bad thing. You know what I mean? So it's a great documentary. And then I found out it's like got like five discs. So there's other other stuff on there. There's another, another documentary he did called Get a Life, which is about the Star Trek fans and the crazy people and stuff. It's, it's kind of a light humored look at stuff, which is cool. Um, so that was really neat. Having Bobby Clark sign my new Target exclusive Gorn Funko was really cool. Um... Yeah, that was, I, I, you know, I didn't buy a lot of merchandise. I got one of those, I got one of the uh, really awesome uh, Voyager shirts from Garrett, uh, Garrett Wang. So yeah. that was really cool. Um, but other than that, um, yeah, I, I got, got a couple little things. Nothing, nothing crazy, but it was fun. There was a lot of stuff in the dealer room, like always. Uh, maybe not as many vendors, but still a lot of stuff. And so there's a lot of stuff to look through. And there's a, there's a few other things I like, but they're they're kind of pricey and, and I, don't, I don't really have the money for it. And um if I get permission from the house commander, aka my wife, then I would, uh, I'd probably have my bags on the front porch when I got home if I just bought them and brought it home. So, um, but you know, I mean, it's, it, hey, if you're listening and you're married, you know what I'm talking about, all right? 
you know exactly what I'm talking about. Don't act like you don't know, because you know. But uh, yeah, it, it was good. There's a lot of good, a lot of good stuff, and um, you know, we'll see if there's there's more different things tomorrow and, and in future days, and with with other celebrities arriving on different days of the convention and being in the dealer room, there'd be more people to meet and hang out and talk with, and you know, maybe uh, work to getting some uh, more future uh, interviews for the podcast, which would be great. Yeah, that'd be outstanding. Get some more some more interviews. Um, yeah, we'll love to be able to share those with with our listeners. For sure. So, well, this has been a great wrap because I know I know our, our last probably four or five episodes have been, been over an hour. But I mean, you know, this is only look at day one and we're going to bring you more content uh, right here from Las Vegas at the uh, 2021 The Mission Tour convention. Uh, we look forward to talking with you some more and bringing you some more insight on what we're seeing, what we're hearing, uh, different kinds of stuff we've done, picked up and so forth. And uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about going forward. So. Uh, this has been fun, Chris. I'm, I'm excited to be here. You know, it's great being back at the convention, even if it is a little bit different than in years past. It's still awesome being back. I'm having a great time and uh, really looking forward again to uh, getting a chance to, to uh, uh, meet Shatner again, meet George Takei, um, the people we've already met uh, and will meet in the coming days. Uh, so we got a jam-packed next four-plus days, and uh, we look forward to bringing you all that content. Yeah, we'll be excellent. Likewise, I'm just super excited. So glad to be here. And this is my first um, convention and really happy for this experience. It's awesome. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for you, too. Uh, I think this is great. It, it doesn't matter who's here or how many people are here. Your converse, your first convention will always be special. I don't my first convention. I have I don't remember how many people showed up. I don't remember how much stuff was in the dealer room. I don't remember every guest on the on the list, list unless I go back, back and look at the, the, the program, program that I that I had because I saved all my programs. Um, but what I do remember is the excitement of being there. I remember, you know, some of the people that I got to meet, like Leonard Nimoy, but he was still alive. Uh, Richard Hatch from Valisar Galactica when he was still alive. Um, there was some great people, met some great people, and it was a lot of fun. So I'm glad you're getting a chance to experience that as well. And, uh, you know... I told you before, just be careful because once you come to this, you're going to want to keep coming back because it's a lot of fun. And now, uh, uh, a little bit of, I don't want to say breaking news, but we were in one of the, the minimum no-bid auctions. And Gary, who is one of the co-founders of Creation Entertainment, who, who's been running these conventions for like 50 years, uh, he did mention that they are working really, really hard because they know people are disappointed with all the cancellations this year because of COVID that they're going to work really hard to have some really big surprises and some, and some big things in store for get with guests and stuff for next year. And Oh, by the way, for those of you who aren't here and want to sneak peek into what's coming next year, the 56 year mission in Las Vegas is going, which this, this year's convention next year is going to be from August 25th to August 28th of 2022. And they are moving to Bally's hotel and casino, which is on the strip. So we will not be at the Rio anymore for this convention. It'll be over at um, over uh, at Bally's, and they like 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 uh, uh, Gary said, they are planning on some really big stuff for that year. He said to make up for some of the lost stuff this year. So that could mean some big things. So I, I think Chris, we got to plan on coming back next year because if he's hinting some big stuff as one of the co-founders, and they they know because they're the ones you know doing all that. Uh, we could be in some big treats. I mean, we may be talking to Patrick Stewart, uh, some other big name. Maybe they can get some other mother of the big name celebrities who have been in Star Trek. How cool would it be if they got The Rock, who was in that one episode of Star Trek Voyager, 
you know, have Dwayne the Rock Johnson come to his very first Star Trek convention. That'd be pretty cool, I think. So, yeah, that would that would be fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So, so we're we're in store for I think some big things next year, folks. So if you couldn't make it this year because of a variety of reasons, COVID, whatever, uh, you're unable to travel, all sorts of reasons, just be aware. Creation is aware of the fact, and, and we're not spokespersons for creation. We're just going off of what we heard, at, you know, in in the uh, the convention, but. They did make it known and, and, and apparent that they they know there are is some disappointment by a lot of people, uh, a lot of folks they were coming to see that canceled, and they know that there is some disappointment in that, and therefore they're looking to make it up to to folks next year. So I think we got to plan for next year because I have a feeling we're not going to want to miss next year, um, unless it's really bad again with COVID and everything. Uh, I, I have a feeling in the end of August of next year, there's going to be some big stuff in store for the Star Trek convention in Pegasus. So we, I don't think we want to miss it. <laughs> so anyways, guys, uh, uh, thanks always for listening. Uh, be sure to hit the subscribe or the follow button on whatever platform you're listening to us from. We really do appreciate it. Uh, we're really excited uh, to be here. We hope that, uh, you know, this, this uh, recap of day one and, and uh, future look into tomorrow, uh, for those of you who can't be here, it, it's great. So you get a chance to kind of maybe in, in a small sliver of a way, experience the convention along with us uh, in, in, in a way you couldn't before maybe. So thanks as always for listening. Again, if you, if you guys see us around, be sure to say hi if you're at the convention. And uh, we look forward to uh, it looking at day two and day three and the rest of the days while we're here, Chris. Nice, nice. We sure am. Thank, thank you, everyone. And hopefully you'll see us and um, look forward to meeting you there. Absolutely. So take care, everyone. And we'll catch you on the next episode.